Welcome back to No Reserves Radio. I am your host, Ren. With me, as always, Angelo and Austin. Um, so we're, we're doing kind of an audible this episode. There's, there's, there's your football podcast reference, Angelo. Oh, thank you. Thank um, you. Side note, if you haven't checked it out, go listen to the No Reserves Football Podcast. Um, it's better than this. No, I'm just kidding. It's, it's, got, it, it's better in some ways. I, like, I think each podcast brings something 100%. different to the table. And they I, each I their own. I think it, exactly. it's very beneficial because it is two completely different styles, which is weird because it's the same platform, but it works. Um, so we were going to do this whole episode idea, and I think Angelo even referenced it on the football podcast. That's what he was telling me. I even asked Alex when he wanted to do his version. Thank you, so Ren. So I'm still going to do it. Like, we're still going to do it. And if you didn't catch that, what we're going to do is basically a Ren-centric episode where I kind of explain to Angelo what advanced statistics are and how to read them. And it's kind of for... It's advanced analytics for dummies. The because... title of that episode will be Ren Puts Everyone to Sleep, by the way. Right, right, right. So that was the reason why I decided I kind of didn't want to do it as a main episode because I know a lot of people that listen to our podcast while they're driving, and I don't want to be responsible for a 10-car pileup because it is advanced analytics and it is kind of boring if you're not into it if you're not a numbers and data nerd it's it tells a great story but it's not for everyone so we'll do that as a bonus episode but the top 100 players for the 2022 2023 season hold on no, hold on you uh, never mind i thought you were about to just skip austin and just go right into it i did too no <laughs> We haven't even covered news yet. So we're going to be going over this list, which it says 2022, 2023, but it's predictions for next season. No, I have the wrong one pulled up. Hold on. Good I job, will pull up Ryan. the right one. I clicked the wrong thing. Um, We're just going to be going over them for this season upcoming because we're kind of in a low period. There we go. I got the right one pulled up. Way to go. Doing my job. Um, so, yeah, that, that's what we're going to do tonight. And we're it's going to be kind of hard and fast. We're going to just kind of go through it and give our opinions on it, whether a player is ranked too high, too low. But it's not going to be an exact one-for-one -one swap. Like, we could say a ton of players should be higher, and then it doesn't actually make sense. That's Jimmy. just that's the shakes. Like, that's that's how the dice fall. But that's what we're going to do tonight. Just kind of a relaxing episode because we are in the deadest point of the offseason. Nothing is going on. With that said, NBA news, there's only two things that I know of. One of them I didn't know about until like 10 minutes ago. Uh, so Svee Mikhailuk signs with the Boston Celtics. That's a good depth signing. A decent depth signing. I don't have a problem with it. And then Eric Lewis, the referee, you know, talking about the Celtics already, uh, that was accused of favoring the Celtics and had the burner accounts on social media and blah, 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 lawsuit. He's retiring effective immediately, so that kind of ends that story. Really wasn't a story to begin with because who cares, right? Like, referees are people. They do stupid things too. Like, that's part of being human. Whatever. 
Um, do you guys have any other NBA news, or do you want to talk about either of those? Nope. Angela? The refs suck. That's it. Blaming refs. That's a, that's a bold take. Um, I don't have the question of the week. I don't have a question of the week, but Austin apparently has one lined up, so let's hear it. Yeah, so I was at work today, and I wanted to see if you all get this too. Do you ever like you watch like a like you see a movie on TV or you walk past like something that's playing, and you just immediately like remember what it's from? So I'll give you like an example. Like I was walking through the library today, and I saw the movie Hoodwinked playing. Right? Mm-hmm. I have not seen Hoodwinked in like twelve years. Okay, I've never watched it. I've, I've watched it once a long time ago. And I saw one like specific scene, and I knew exactly what movie it was right away. Has that ever happened to you? It's kind of like a. It's like nostalgia, but not nostalgia. It's just it's like, like a a cross between nostalgia and deja vu. Yeah, like yeah, I get what you're saying. I can't think of an example for me, but like, it's definitely happened. Um, or like. A movie that you've completely forgot about. Um, God, what's a good example? There was one really recently that I was slipping through TV and like it was just a picture of a crowd in it. And like I immediately knew what movie it was, even though like none of the characters were on the screen. I think it might have been the Winter Soldier. I think it might have been Captain America Winter Soldier when like they're walking through what the not the airport, like the bus hub when like they do the fake kiss and everything and they're like hiding. I think it was that. Yeah, I don't know. it's just it, it's like a weird memories, feeling. These memories that you don't remember having just we're still here. <laughs> we're still just, here. Like, not necessarily recessed, but like just somewhere in the back of your brain taking up space that could be used for something like meaningful. Like yeah. analytics. Yeah, pretty much. Like analytics. Like analytics. Like actually understanding <laughs> what makes a player good and bad and not just relying on a box score, Angelo. Um, what you talking about? So since I screwed up and didn't have the list already in front of me, I have not seen because I on the one that I was just looking at, I scrolled through and it was kind of weird to me. This one I haven't like looked at it at all. So are you guys ready to get into the top one hundred predictions for next season? Let's do it. So I'm going to start with the honorable mentions real quick, and I'm not going to get through the entire list of honorable mentions. There's just a couple that jump out to me, and I want to see if you guys think these guys should be in the top 100. Jaden Ivey. Can you read 100 so I know where their bar is? Tobias Harris. Uh, Jaden Ivey needs to be up there. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Um, Shaden Sharp. That's tough. I think that's he's tough. where he belongs. Uh, he's young. He's young, so I think he's fine where he's at. Clint Capella, I think that's fair to leave him off the top 100. Like, oodles of potential, but it, yeah. He's never like consistently been that guy. Uh, Mike Conley, it feels weird to leave him off, but I get it. And Yaka yeah. Pertle. The other ones are like 
Brandon Miller. Like, like we don't even know. Right? Yeah, we, it's a rookie. Yeah. Um, Dylan Brooks, I don't think no, should even be in no, the top like five hundred. Time out hmm. though. Is Victor on this list? I don't know. Because if he is, it's kind of disingenuous to. Yeah. I don't think either of them should. I. I don't know. It's tough. Victor because... should be, but he shouldn't be. Yeah. Yeah, like I think like well for a prediction, do you think that it's fair to say, you know, whether it's just opportunity or raw talent, Victor will be one of the top one hundred players in the NBA? Yeah, I think that's fair. But I think that would be fair to also say about Brandon Miller and Scoot Henderson is not on this list. So is he in the top one hundred? If so, I don't think it's with Tobias Harris being the bar, and I did look at the next one, number ninety nine. I don't think it would be a stretch to say Brandon Miller belongs in a prediction for the top 100 players because. Right. Oh, 100%. Okay, so let's let's get into it. So Tobias Harris, do you think 100 is too high or too low for him? Last season, he averaged 14.7, five and a half rebounds and two and a half assists, shooting 50, 39 with 74 games played. Last year, he was ranked number 68. I mean, I think that's fair. I don't think Tobias is a... I think he's regressed. Yeah. I'm good where he's at. Yeah, I'm cool with it. He should probably yeah. be a little bit lower, depending on how, the parameters of this list, but... So, do you want to... Well, let's, it's let's, not let's, offensive. <laughs> number 99, Josh Hart. Okay, that's... Okay, now... I, I think Tobias Harris should be a little higher. Yeah. Um, last no, season, okay. Josh Hart, 10 points, 8 rebounds, 4 assists... 59.2% from the field, 372 from three-pointer. I didn't know too that high. he was... <laughs> it's too high, but that's... Uh, I mean, that's an efficient scorer when he got the shots. But that's kind of the New York Knicks in a nutshell last year. That means they put Josh Hart over freaking Brandon Miller. Yeah, so now you're kind of seeing uh, what I'm saying. Austin, do you agree with Josh Hart at 99? Yeah. Over... I don't like Over Tobias Toby. Harris. Personal bias okay. here. Um, number ninety-eight, Kevon Looney. What? Too high. Way too high. Last season, he averaged seven points per game, nine rebounds, two and a half assists. Which actually, the two and a half assists is kind of nice for a big uh, sixty-three even field goal percentage. He played all eighty-two games. Uh, he had the best net rating of any Warrior in the playoffs. Hmm. I don't know. That feels fair. Like, right at the end of the top 100. That, I, I don't know. That one's tough. Um, I guess if you take the playoffs into consideration. At the same time, do you really take the playoffs into consideration when it's a list for... Next season? Like, yeah. I, I guess that's, like, what have you done for me lately? Yeah. Like I The last time we saw Kevon Looney. Because our list was... a ranking it after the season had concluded it's not looking forward right. so, anyway go on sorry it's also worth noting Kevon Looney's not exactly like he he's one of those players that I think we think is older than he is he's only just turned 27 so yeah he's a big and they typically do hit that prime window a little bit earlier but there's still room for growth and 63% from the field it's nothing to scoff at so I think right at the end of the top 100 is fair. Uh, number 97, Jaden McDaniels. 
that's again I, I that one I think might be too low but it's hard to say without seeing who's ahead of him because he did average 12 points four rebounds two assists shooting 51% from the field and 40% from three and he played 79 games availability is a pretty important stat for me as you're all well aware um and you can't go wrong with a 40% shooter from three. Not in today's NBA. Um, and he's also only 22 years old, so we probably will see him take another step. Will he get better significantly? Who knows? Um, he's also, oh, this is something I didn't know. So he ranked 91st percentile league-wide in dunks and threes defensive estimated plus minus despite taking on some of the NBA's toughest defensive assignments. So he was guarding some of the tougher players to guard and he was in the 91st percentile. So I mean, I can respect that. So I, I honestly think he might be a little too low, but I'm pretty high on him. Uh, number 96, Nick Claxton. I feel like that's a fair spot for him. Again, right at the yeah, end of the top. I think that's low for what Nick I think did that's, the, Yeah, the I think that's low, too. So his stats, uh, 12 Austin and a half Jaden McDaniels is where he belongs. Oh, yeah, I didn't ask Austin. <laughs> uh, 12 and a half points, 9.2 rebounds, 2 assists per game, 70 and a half field goal percentage. He played 76 games. Okay, so after looking at his stats... I feel like Brooklyn just kind of fizzled out at the end of the year, so I kind of ignored them. Um, what just based on those stats. So they blew it up, though. It was it was pivotal. I he's a little too low for me. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, so we go Austin. Where do you think for Claxton? I said he was too low. Okay. Um, so at number 94, there was a tie. So we're going from 96 to a 94. You're telling me this list doesn't even have the balls to make a distinction between 94th and 93rd? Uh, a tie. What? what no, no, this is 94, 94 and 95, not 94 and 93. That's worse. But, so they used polling, and that's kind of what happens with polling sometimes. Okay. Um, so we'll say... I, I'm going to get called Homer if I do this the way it's actually written, but I'm going to do it. Uh, Boyan Bogdanovich, the older one, at 94 or 95 and 93 is Benedict Matherin. Um, so predicting next season, I think Matherin might be a little low just because I expect Halliburton to take a huge leap, and I think that all the Pacers players are going to get a bit of a kick from that. Complimented with the fact that this is also his sophomore season. Bogey, that's not... That might be too low for him as well. Because last season, and he shouldn't regress that much. He'll be 34 years old, but... 21.5 points per game, 4 rebounds, 2.5 assists, 48% from the field, 41% from 3. His game doesn't necessarily rely on a lot of physical attributes. So I don't think we're going to see a huge regression from him. He'll become even more of a role player. But those role players are incredibly valuable. Uh, Benedict Matherin, on the flip side, averaged 16.5, 4.1 rebounds, 1.5 assists, 43% from the field, 32% from three, 78 games played. 
his biggest drawback as a Pacers fan was he was very, 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 very inefficient, and you can see that from his shooting. But he, he's a rookie, so I think both of these guys are too low. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Um, I'm curious who they have. This is going to be an interesting list. Where? I'm curious who they have when you get into the 80s. Um. Well, we're almost there. Uh, 93, John Collins. I'm not even going to read off the stats. That's way too high. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's way too high. He should be outside of the top 100 at this point. Yeah. He has a permanently mangled shooting hand. I'm just going to keep going. Uh, number 92, Keegan Murray. Last season, he averaged 12.2 points, four and a half rebounds, 1.2 assists, 45 and a half field goal percentage, 41.1% from three, and he played 80 games. Look, I'm going to say too low just because if you're shooting north of 41% from three, I I want you on my team. Um, how much of a step will he take next season, though, is the question. Yeah. It, it's a pretty safe bet considering how highly coveted he was coming out of the draft. And to come out and shoot that high, uh, he's too low. For a prediction for next season, he's too low. He should easily be in the 80s, maybe the 70s. Okay. I, I obviously missed the name. Who are we talking about? Keegan Murray. Keegan Murray. Yeah, too low. Yeah, Keegan Murray. Angela? Yeah, I agree with that. Too low. Uh, number 91, R.J. Barrett. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say too low and then read off his stats. Uh, 91.6 points, 5 flat rebounds, 3 assists per game, 43.4% from the field, and 31 flat from 3. 73 games number played. 1. Hmm? He should be number 1. Number 1? You just said 91 91 points. Did I say 91 points? Yeah, you did. Yeah. No, I... Because I, he's ranked 91. I think I said 91 points, 19.6. I think that's what I said. I I'm right, know. you're wrong. Regardless. <laughs> Where does Rick Smith's rank all time? <laughs> Stop, it. Stop it. No one gets that reference. I get it. We get it. Okay. Um, so, yeah, RJ, maybe too low. A lot of his stats are just opportunity. We still haven't seen. It feels like RJ is that player every freaking offseason that we're talking about. This is the season he's going to take that next step. This is the season he's going to take that next step. And we see the flashes. I don't think he's ever going to take that step. So I think this is maybe a little low, but... I'm not going to argue with it just because, again, he was pretty inefficient and someone in New York had to score. Say that. You say that. What? You're you're screaming into your mic, so it cuts out. Huh? What? That Something happened because your sound quality just shifted dramatically. <laughs> yeah. He likes to move his... Uh, sure. His mic, so I think he might have unplugged it. 
Uh, Austin, do you want to talk about RJ real quick since I already did while he's figuring out his <laughs> audio difficulties? Oh, my. My mic just fell off its stand, and that's what happened. See? No. You. you say that about every Knicks player, though. Yeah, because the Knicks are kind of mid. But here's the thing. If if every Knicks player has – if somebody has to score and the answer is every Knicks player – It's not it's, every Knicks player. Yes, it is. It's Julius <laughs> Randle. It's R.J. Barrett. It's – why do I keep forgetting the point guard, Zane, who came from Dallas? I always draw a blank on his – Jalen Brunson. <laughs> Jalen Brunson. Like, at some point, can you just admit they're good? I mean, they're, I'm they're, not calling them bad. I'm not, I'm not like, trying to insinuate that at all. What I'm trying to say is, like, they, like, had players go off at just the right time. I guess the best way to, like... I'm trying to pull up, like, Obi Toppin, because, like, Obi Toppin's a player that, like, when he actually played, hey, he's going to go out and get you 17. Is that who he actually is? No, he got a lot of opportunities. And that's kind of what I'm talking about. Like, when you're looking at these players' field goal percentages, they're not scoring in an efficient way. So this is like, we'll bring up the 2K reference here. So it's like, yeah, you dropped 31, but you shot 50 shots. Like, that's not, like it's, it's not that impressive to me. Yes, it's impressive that you got 31, but you had to shoot a lot to get it. So that's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about the Knicks and how they play. Because just at his field goal percentage, 43%, that's that's not good. 31% from three, that's below league average. I'm just saying, like, at some point, someone has to get some credit on that Knicks team from you. Uh, I mean, I give credit to Brunson. I think Brunson is... <laughs> A very, very good player. All right. Well, at least you got someone. Um, side note, we're going to call a second audible here because we're going to get into our... the other premise of this episode. So we're going to do the first 50 this episode. We'll do the second 50 next episode because we're taking a little bit longer. Um, just making that decision on the fly at sure. number 90. At number 90, we have Devin Vassell. Last uh, season, average 18.5, 3.9, 3.6, 43.9% from the field, 38.7% from three. He only played 38 games. I mean, his stats would say that's too low, but it just depends on the game. So I think it's too high. No, it's not too high. I think it's too... Where does Devin Vassell play? I don't think that's the thing. I think it's... His sample size is so much smaller than everyone else we've talked about. Yeah. 38 games, it's a lot easier to score 20 than it is 82 games. Right, right, right. But the thing for me is he plays in San Antonio. Victor Wimbanyama is going to get a lot more looks than Devin Vassell. So I I don't think it's Devin Vassell's skill doesn't warrant him being here. I think it's he's not going to get the same opportunities as last season, so I would have him lower. Lower than a fringe top 100 player? That's that's the thing. Like who? Like I would have him lower than Keegan Murray. I'd have him lower than R.J. Barrett. Keegan Murray? Okay. Yeah. 
I would honestly, the first player that I would have ahead of him so far would be Nick Claxton. Or behind him, I guess. Five That's just me. At the... I could keep going past that. I'm saying the first person that makes me stop and say, mm, no, he's definitely ahead of him is Nick Claxton. Oh, okay, okay, okay. You, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, no. Um, so do you guys disagree with that? You think he should be higher or stay the same? I think, I think the same. Yeah, I think you could make an argument for higher or stay the same. Um, this one I think is too low. Number 89, we're in the 80s. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon. 15 points per game, four and a half rebounds, three and a half assists, 48% from the field, 45% from three, 67 games played. There's two reasons why I'm going to say higher. One, 45% from three. Uh, but two, with them trading Marcus Smart, Malcolm Brogdon is going to have a much higher usage, a much higher role, I guess I should say, um, on that depth chart. He's going to be a starter, isn't he? I would be shocked if he isn't. Yeah. So I, I would almost say higher. Yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Number 88, Bruce Brown. This is definitely a case of what have you done for me lately. Um, 11 and a half points per game, four rebounds per game, three and a half assists per game, 48% from the field, 35 from deep. 80 games played. Now, do I think it's fair? Yes, to have him here. With playing with Tyrese Halliburton, again, I think anyone that plays with certain players in the league, I think if you play with Luka Doncic or LeBron James or Tyrese Halliburton or many players, Nikola Jokic, you're going to get inflated numbers just because they're going to get you the ball in a good spot. Um, I can't justify saying higher, so I'm actually going to say right where he's at because he does also have that versatility of being a 3 and D player because he's only 6'4", but he comfortably can guard a lot of the power forwards in the modern game. Yeah. And, I mean, he's on a different team where he's still with a playmaker and he's still he's going to have a bigger role so honestly next season he probably should get a bump up agreed austin's just with the takes tonight <laughs> i mean honestly after halliburton and miles turner who's i don't know if matherin's coming off the bench or not but assuming matherin is still somehow coming off the bench who's competing for him for shots uh, see, that's the thing is, this is a really strange season because, like, drafting Jairus Walker, that was the need, right? Like, the Pacers needed a four that could defend and shoot, and that was Jairus Walker. And then they traded for Obi Toppin. Obi Toppin is a better right now NBA player. Benedict Matherin and Bruce Brown are both realistically too small to play the three, but I would not be shocked if the opening night lineup was Tyrese Halliburton, Benedict Mather, and Bruce Brown, because Bruce Brown can guard the three. 
but I don't know who takes those shots. It's yeah, it, and that's, we'll that's, see. That's the case for Brown being higher. Yeah, that's fair. Um, number eighty-seven, Robert Williams. This one's too high for me, and the reasoning is like just looking at his stats: eight points per game, eight rebounds per game, one and a half assists per game, seventy-four percent or seventy-five percent from the field, which is great. Thirty-five games played. He has averaged 10 points, 10 rebounds, two blocks, and one steal per 36 minutes in all five of his NBA seasons. He also has a Kristaps now. He also has a Kristaps now. So, in four seasons, he's missed 131 games. I I can't, just based on the availability, I cannot justify him this high free fall. He is free falling. Tom Petty. Anyone? <laughs> Anyone agree? Disagree? Y'all are bad at this. Well, I wasn't expecting to put so much thought into this experiment. <laughs> this was really supposed to just be we fly through it. Yeah. I mean, I think hmm, going into next season though, he probably should be higher, especially for his. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for his defense. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. he should. I think he's right mm-hmm. where he belongs. We all three had different answers. Holy crap. Yeah. Um, number 86, Walker Kessler. I think this is too low. Oh. Yeah. This is this is way too low. Yep. Not way too low. It's low, though. Top 70 player for sure. For sure. No. Top for 80 sure. player. Top 80 player. Here's my... I, I can't say for sure yet. Top 50. Mmm. That's yeah. a hot take. Do you want to... Walk me through that. Yeah, let's do it. Is Rudy Gobert a top 50 player? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> if you say yeah to that, you have to say yeah to Kessler. That's, so there's that's my argument. That's fair, because Kessler's defense is really what sells me on him. Uh, let me get back to you once we see <laughs> where they have Gobert. Um, that's... Ah, yeah. Let's let's. I, I want to revisit that when we see where Gobert is. If it's not this week, remind me next week. Um, okay. Number eighty-five, Jalen Williams. Uh, fourteen point one points per game, four and a half rebounds per game, three and a half assists, fifty-two from the field, thirty-five and a half from three, seventy-five games played. It, it, this is about where he should be. A rookie season, decent stats. Um. And he already looked like a solid two-way player. I don't know with that OKC team how the shot distribution is going to fall, but when Jalen Williams is allowed to shoot or when he gets those opportunities, he seems to be pretty efficient with it. Um, And again, solid two-way player already. And you typically don't see rookies look poised on the defensive end, and he did. agree with all that i think that's that's a fair awesome i agree javari smith jr at number 84 uh 13 points per game seven rebounds one and a half assists 40 percent from the field 30 percent from three 79 games played i'm gonna say too high 
I'm gonna say too high. I was actually I'm gonna, gonna say, say the too same low. Thing. I was gonna say the same thing. It's too high. You think he's worse than that? Yes. I I think that something has gone terribly wrong in this Houston Rockets experiment to the point that they're considering. Well, one, they've already made changes to bring more guards into the rotation, but they're even considering bringing James Harden back. Like, something has gone wrong, and he hasn't looked as good as advertised. And that's no knock against him. Like, he's still a top 100 player, but I think top 85 is too high, just based on what we saw last season. And again, you're adding a bunch of guards to this rotation, like, I think the problem I'm having with this whole list is one trying to track mm. and like predict their like methodology, and the second is just a pl- like to me, a top 100 seems like that's a lot of players, but it's really not. Yeah, there's 540 active NBA players. Yeah, so it's like I'm trying to like think of everyone. Visualize it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 tough, but um, you guys ready for number? These have to all be starters. Uh, because there's gosh, 30 teams, really. five person each. That's so 150 people. Yeah, but like, <laughs> there's teams with some really bad starters, um, and some really good six men. Uh, wow. Okay, number 83. <laughs> We're at the first one where I think we're all going to say too high, and we're going to say that just on justification. Uh, Scoot Henderson, 83. Are you serious? What? So Brandon Miller doesn't make this list, but Scoot Henderson is firmly in the top. Uh... 85? That's kind of what I'm talking about. Like, do I think he could do it? Absolutely. Am I comfortable saying that? No. Victor's probably top 25. Just based on how this list, in from my understanding, this list was put together by blind polls. So if Scoot Henderson is ranked 83, I would bet that Victor is top 50 for sure. But top 25 is a safe bet. Um, I it, It's impossible for me to say whether this is too high, too low, or just right. I'm going to say too high just because we have not seen Scoot Henderson step foot on an NBA floor. Yeah, no, there's there's not much you can say because you haven't seen the performance yet. Do I think that this probably could be fair? Yeah, absolutely, but I'm I'm not comfortable saying that. I mean, it could be too low. Yeah, I I think this is probably where he'll be for his rookie season. Yeah. But, um, Austin, do you have any opinion on the rookie put in the top ten or top eighty-five? I just. I think the rookie should have just been eliminated from the list and just put on a, like, N.A. Like, they don't... Like, they're not measurable, so they're not on the list. They have no history. Yeah. So then what are we going on? Because, like, so I'm going to bring football into this. When you go into evaluating football players, you look at their college production to try and predict NFL success. So are we going off these players' G League production? Ooh, ooh, man, ooh. Oh, sorry, I I scrolled ahead on the list. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no. Um, it's going to be being talked about today. 
I, I don't know. I didn't get that far. Oh. Uh, number 82, Alperin Sengun. I think this is actually too low. Uh, 14.8 points per game, so 15 points per game. Nine rebounds per game, four assists per game. 55% from the field, 33% from three. Look. He's... He's 21 years old, basically averaging a double-double, shooting 33% from deep as a big. Pretty versatile defensively. I, I Based on the growth we've seen to this point, I think this is too low. But I'm very, very high on Singun. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that's... I forget Sengun exists, so I'm going to say oh he's where he is. Really? Wow. The disrespect uh, number I, I don't think it's disrespect. I think it's just lack of... Exposure? Yeah. Yeah, They. It, it, it's not like they're like showing ESPN highlights every night. Um, number 81, Nikola Vucevic. 17 and a half points, 11 rebounds, three assists, 52 field goal percentage, and 34 or 35% from three. Mm. Once again, this is going off, this is going into this season and trying to predict it. That's too high because Vooch is on a big downturn. Yeah, he's on a downturn, and it's too high because he's also, he's a big that's anemic defensively. Like, He's in the 19th percentile of defensive EPM. It's, no. This is way too high. I would be comfortable with Vuce being maybe in the top 100. It, being in the top 100, sure, but he should be back there with, like, the Nick Claxtons and uh, Tobias Harris's. I, I demand a repoll of all of these. <laughs> Maybe we'll do a no reserves predicts the top 100. Um, sorry, I got distracted by the fact that it says proud ally of the Charlotte Hornets in the background of this picture. But it's not a Hornets player. Number 80, Jalen Green. 22 points, three and a half rebounds, three and a half assists, 41% from the field, 33% from three. Too low. Too high. Okay. Too high. Too low. They must have hope for the Rockets team or something. It... Again, it's the efficiency piece for me. 41% from the field. Right. Hmm? You think this I, is about right? Yeah, I think it's about right. Uh, number 79, Brooke Lopez. 15.9 points per game, 6.7 rebounds, 1.3 assists, 53.1 field goal, 37.4 from three point. So the only reason I'm going to say just right and not too low is the fact that he is now 35. Um... He's 35? Yeah, he's yeah. 35. I thought it was maybe like 31, 32. So, no, 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 no. So, predicting that he's going to be better this season than last season, 
I, I can't justify that, so I think this is just right. Um, I, I think just that. inside of the top 80 is fair. Is Robin older or younger? I think older. I'll look it up. I think Robin's older. Uh, uh, Angela, what do you think about Broke It, number 79? Yeah, I think that's either too high or just right. <laughs> right on the fence. I like it. Um, number 78, Keldon Johnson, 22 points per game, 5 rebounds, 2.9 assists, 45 from the field, 32 from 3. This is this is about right. This is about right, because I don't think he's going to take the same regression that Devin Vassell would take, just because I think Keldon Johnson is a better player than Devin Vassell. Um, even with Wemby taking some more of those touches, if, again, assuming Wemby plays the whole season, which we're doing, we're being fair. Um, but I think he's still a top 80 player. Yeah, I think it's... I'm also extremely high on Keldon Johnson, so I'm kind of a KJ fanboy. I think it's a little low. I think it's low. Also, I figured out the Lopez. Uh-huh. They're actually twins. Oh, that actually makes sense when thinking about it, because if you got rid of the hair on Robin, it's perfect. the same person. Wow. Yeah. The hair is the only way I could tell them apart. Uh, number 77, Kyle Kuzma. I'm just going to say too high and then read it and see if I'm right. 21.2 <laughs> uh, points, 7 rebounds, 3 assists, 44% from the field, 33% from 3. Mm. The Wizards suck. <laughs> He's going to be the best player on a horrible team. Way to go. That's too high. Hey, hey, hey. Can't have Can't have no splash without the pool. Oh, God, that leads into number 76, Jordan Poole. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't decide who, like, was going to be the benefactor of being on the worst team in the NBA. Um, both of these are too high. I said what I said. I won't elaborate further. <laughs> I agree. I think, I, you know what? I think there's a very good chance Poole comes out and he balls out. I think this is too low for Poole. I think he's going to go get buckets. I don't think that's going to translate to wins. So I don't care. This is too high. Um, I don't think he more than 15. Ooh. Even with the shot chucking, you don't think he averages more than 15? Who's going to take the shot away from him? Yeah. Kyle Kuzma? No. No, Jordan to be Jordan, over on the wing while he shoots it. Jordan Poole's gonna average a cool twenty-four, and he's gonna shoot thirty-nine percent from the field. <laughs> Calling it now. Uh, seventy-five. C.J. McCollum. Twenty-one points per game, four and a half rebounds, five and a half assists, forty-three from the field, thirty-eight point nine, so thirty-nine from three. Um. Let's do low. I think everyone still sleeps on CJ from the years yeah. with game. And I, I just feel like he's better than he's given credit for. Obviously, he's not going to change a game defensively, and, and not in a good way, at least. Um, ah. But 
there's few players that can go score like he can, and he's not a terrible passer, and he's pretty efficient. So, yeah, I think this is too low. Agreed. Yeah, I can I can see that. Uh, number 74, Anthony Simons. So based on predictions, I'm going to say this is too low, and I'll tell you why after I read his stats. So 21.1 points per game, 2.6 rebounds, 4.1 assists per game. 44 or 45% from the field, 37 from three. The reason I think it's too low, and I don't think it's much higher, I think it's probably just a few spots, is because the Dame saga, if Dame does leave, Anthony Simons is going to have at least temporarily until Scoot develops the keys to the franchise. And kind of like how I think Jordan Poole's going to average a stupid amount, I think if Dame leaves, Anthony Simons is going to take that next step and be a top 70 player. So, I agree with you. The question I have becomes, how are the Trailblazers going to look after that happens? Uh, It's going to be similar to the Washington Wizards. (laughs) They're going to be competing for that race to the bottom. All right, are you guys ready to hear some angry squealing? Oh, no. (laughs) Number 73, Chet Holmgren. I'm not angry about it. You're disappointed, though? (laughs) Because I am. I go back Um, to my rookie statement. Yeah, I feel like this is just one that we can't justifiably discuss. Yeah, we can't. Yeah, we don't see Chet on this. But I will say this is too high until we see him. Uh, number seventy-one. We have another tie: Marcus Smart and Michael Porter Jr. So this is seventy-one and or this is seventy-two and seventy-one. Yeah, seventy-two, seventy-one. Okay, this is probably fair. This is probably fair for both of them, honestly. Um, I think Marcus Smart should will look higher for the first 25 games of the season because obviously Demetrius will be out because he's an idiot. Um, But then I think he'll regress and this is actually fair for him. Michael Porter Jr. It's another guy that I think based on potential could be significantly higher. Like he has the potential to be a top 30 guy in the NBA. I don't think he hits that at least not this season. He's still only 25 years old. He's still only. There's a weird little echo going on. Um, But I feel like this is a fair spot for him. Austin, Angelo said he agreed that those were fair spots. Yep. Austin pulled an Angelo. Austin didn't Um, pull an Angelo. He's right where he belongs. So what what are your opinions on Marcus Smart and Michael Barr Jr. at 72 and 71? Respectively. Uh, respectively? I thought they were tied. <laughs> I'm going based on how it's listed. Okay. I think when you said them, I was not mad about either one of those positions. Yeah. So we have another tie at 70. Okay. Yeah. Is that 70 okay. and 69? 70 and 69 is Austin Reeves and Chris Paul. I'm just going to say both Austin of them Austin Reeves! Both of them are too high. <laughs> Austin Reeves, baby! I think both of them are too low. What? I can't say that about Chris Paul. But maybe Austin Reeves. I said it. 
What? Yeah. Yeah. Hear me out. You said it. it. Hold on. My only reasoning. Remember, he's on the Warriors. I don't think he's going to start for the Warriors. He's going to be going against the bench units. He's going to start. I don't think he will. There, yeah, I bet you money he will. It will be CP3 and Curry as the backcourt, Clay at the three. Uh, no. Who? Who? Because you Wiggins at the four and Dre at the five. They're going to go small ball. I'm telling you right now. This is going to, this is the 2K lineup. Well, in my head, I am putting Paul up. You're insane. He's going You're against absolutely. the bench. You know what? I thought Hakeem Halajuan was the top center of all time was an insane take. That right there, you you just you stop it. <laughs> uh, uh, these are both too high. I, I'm not even going to justify it. This is no. This one is also too high. Number sixty-eight, Derek White. That's way too high. That's way too high. Yeah, they really give the love to these Celtic bench players, right? <laughs> Uh, number sixty-seven, Cam Johnson. That's fair. Yeah, I- I'm I'm fine yeah. with that. Number not 60- good, not great. Number sixty-six, Tyler Hero. I think that might be too low. I think too low because of injury. And he's gonna keep. He's gonna keep getting more and more opportunities to shine, and that's he mm-hmm. averaged twenty points last season. Um, number sixty-five, Aaron Gordon. That's about right. I think if you're doing what have you done for me lately, which this list seemed to have done, I think he could be higher. Yeah, he could be higher. Yeah. But it's a, it's a safe bet. Right. Number six. Huh, go ahead. No, go ahead. That's all right. Uh, number 64, Jarrett Allen. That sounds about right. I think that's a little low. I think so. The reason what number was he? 64. So my reason being is of the. Cavaliers starting five. He's probably the worst. No. Who's their three? No, 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 no. Max Strews. Max Strews is. So he's 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 not their first, second, or third option. Sixty-four seems about right because the Celtics are or the Cavaliers are a lot of fun, but they're not game breaking. So I feel like having him in the top 65, that, that's fair. That means you've got four players in the top 65. That's, that yeah, sounds about right for a team that's not going to probably be the one seed. Okay, if you put it that way, I can get with it. I would put him top, like, 55, but... That would be tough I'll, I'll hold. I'll hold my reserve, my judgment, until I figure out who's 55. And This is no reserves. Okay, so number sixty-three. <laughs> oh, I was wrong. I was wrong. We're talking about Wimby this episode. Oh, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Time, time, time out, time out, time out. Because I want to just, I want to look ahead to the future here. Number sixty-two, Rudy Gobert. Do you think? <laughs> Whoa! Do you think? Victor Wimbanyama will be better or worse than Rudy Gobert next season. Worse. Wor- Whoa. Whoa. 
seen. I think you broke Angelo. I think you broke Angelo. This is the thing. This is the thing right here. This is the Ren moment. This is the perfect Ren moment. I have Victor on one side and Rudy on the other. I have Angelo's arch nemesis <laughs> and Austin's arch nemesis. Like, this is perfect. And then right after this, I'm just going to, again, we're looking to the future number 61, MVP, Desmond Vane. Too low. Way too low. We're, no, we're talking oh, about Wembenyama first. <laughs> Wembenyama, I'm with re- that. I didn't even say his name right. I'm reserving, going to win I'm reserving Wemby. I'm reserving Wemby, Austin. He's going to win Rookie of the Year if he's, he's healthy. 100%. He's going to win Rookie of the Year, Austin. Just on hype votes alone. Um, that said, I, I don't want to rank him. I'm not ranking him. I refuse. Rudy Gobert. Okay. You know what? 62. Rudy? Okay. Jared Allen should be higher than Rudy Gobert. Yes, 100%. So flip them. I I would put Jared Allen at number 62, Rudy at number 68, 64, 64. I think that that's fair. I could get behind that. Oh, okay. We're we're in agreement. Desmond Bain, 61, way too low. Way too low. Number one. Top 50. Top 50. Top one. Top top 25. Um, oh. In all honesty, though, this is about right. I think he might again. It, it's kind of like Marcus Smart. I think top fifty. I think top fifty is fair because he's going to have twenty five games where he has again the keys to the franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just been a solid player. So, um, sorry if I'm speeding through this. That's my but second build. I I have food waiting for me now. Uh, number sixty, Clay Thompson. That's weird to say, but that's about right. That's about right. Yeah. 60? Regressing clay. Yeah. Regressing clay. Yeah. Okay. This is 34-year-old Clay Thompson. That's fair. Uh, number 59, Fred Van Vliet. Uh, uh, this, now, is, now this is where it gets interesting. This is where it gets interesting. That's too high. That's too high. But at the same time, that's my justification for... Jabari Smith and Jalen Green is all of the freaking. Where are you in Houston? Van Vliet. Houston. Houston. Oh, yeah, then that's too high. Um, <laughs> I still had him on the Raptors in my head for some reason. I think everyone <laughs> did. Uh, we have another tie for 58-57. Josh Giddy and Miles Turner. I confidently would say both of them are too low for next season. Agreed. Um, Giddy, I think, has just made leaps and bounds every season. Agreed. Um, He's a quiet riser, Giddy, too. I can, I can get behind Giddy. Miles so Turner, I think, has apexed. The reason being is, as the season progressed with, again, it doesn't come back to, is Miles Turner a better player or not? It comes back to his impact on the floor. He's going to hit that apex of defensive player, right? Like, he is a player that if we had legitimate voting, he is in the running for defensive player of the year every year. Um, we, we have the big market favoritism, though. That's fine. That's a thing. But we know what we're getting from him. But Tyrese Halliburton, it keeps coming back to Halley. I think just from playing with Halliburton and, again, having that pick and pop, I'm basing it off of performance. I think he's too low. I think both of them are too low. I'm not saying by much. I think they're both top 55. I think Josh Giddy is probably top 50. 
I just think that 58 is too low for me to say Miles Turner, given the fact that, in my opinion, the best current pure point guard and the best make his teammates better player in the NBA is probably Tyrese Halliburton. Miles Turner benefits from that. If you're just factoring it off of Miles Turner's pure talent, sure, this is fair, but I think that his performance next season will be greater than 58. Okay, I can I can get behind that. Um, number fifty six, Jeremy Grant. Ooh. About right. That's About right. Yeah. Too high. Too high. Too high, but I think he's another lack of exposure guy for me. This is a weird one. This is a weird one. Number fifty five, Julius Randle. This man's too low. Too low. this man's went out and averaged a twenty five point double double on forty five or forty six and thirty five shooting. Too low. Me we being my bias self, I still agree too low. We should yeah, it's, yeah. We should be it's talking about him in the next episode. Yeah, we, this shouldn't be in this episode. Agreed. And it makes me more mad when I see the next one. And I, I'm a fan of this guy. I'm a fan of this guy. Number 54, DeAndre Ayton. Way too high. Too high. Not way too high. Not way, way too high. high. I agree with way too high. I don't think way too high. I think he should be down there with Rudy Gobert. He's 80s for me. He's 70s. He's he's below Gobert. He's below Jared Allen. He's definitely below Allen. I I don't know if I would put him below Gobert. I would. He he can at least... Gobert's defense makes up for... Aiden's a pretty solid defender. You sure? You want to go rewatch the playoffs? Uh, Okay. What have you done for me lately? I get it, but... We don't ignore a career of results because of one series. Yeah, we do. And again, do you want to go rewatch I, the playoffs? I love how Austin just nonchalantly. <laughs> yeah, we do. You want to go rewatch the playoffs because who was he guarding? The, the non MVP. Jokic. He was guarding Jokic. Jokic made everyone disappear in the playoffs. Let's not act like. Like Bam Adebayo didn't look great against Jokic. No one did. Let's let's not hold didn't look like a turnstile though. I don't think that he looked much better. Um, serious? 50... Are you serious? There is clips. There is clips of this guy <laughs> walking away from Nikola Jokic, whatever Jokic, whatever his name is. <laughs> And giving it to KD. And you're telling me Bam didn't look much worse? You're, you're, wait, are you talking about like offensively he gave it to KD? Because that just seems like the smart thing to do. Defensively, he was defending him and he walked away from him. So So KD would have to pick up. eh, Whatever. I just think that he's better than you're getting credit for. Number 53, Scotty Barnes. I feel like that's too low. I don't think it's much too low. I think Scotty's probably top 45, but if you yeah. remember from our episode a few weeks ago, uh, I'm I'm not the highest on, like, when we were predicting next season. I'm not, like, like, I like Scotty Barnes. Don't get me wrong, but I just, I'm, I'm not as much of a believer, but I do think he's too low here. Angela, are you done yelling yet? Can you, can you yeah, <laughs> contribute? I don't know if I can contribute, but yeah, I mean, it's probably a little bit too low, honestly. Right, number 52, Franz Wagner. 
too that's that's about right i i want to say too high yeah same but i can't so i'm gonna say that's just about right can you say franz yeah i'm i'm good where he's at Number 51, Tyrese Maxey. So this depends on the James Harden saga. If James Harden is not there, I think this is too low. If he is there, I think this is... I think exactly it's too low regardless. Uh, yeah, I, I don't... think we should be talking about him in the top 50 as well. I think Harden, Harden takes a step back. I mean, regardless, I think Harden... A walking step, step back. back. But... <laughs> a walking step back. He travels. <laughs> step back. Uh... And number 50, which is where we're going to end this episode on our prediction, or not our predictions, but reviewing the predictions. Uh, number 50 is Chris Middleton. I think that's about right. Right in the middle. I don't yeah. think Giannis is, like, middle I'm, middle. Not, I'm not disrespecting Giannis. We're not trying to here, but I don't think Giannis is the player he is without Middleton. And I, think I agree. We, I think we agree there, like, Middleton's the one that gives him that outlet, gives him that pressure release valve. I think that... both him and Brooke. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. Brooke Lopez this season especially, but I, I think Middleton has really fit Giannis's game so freaking well. Yep. And there, there's just nothing wrong with that pairing. Okay, so we will... Oh, God, I looked at number 49. Uh, we Stop will... it. Huh? Stop it. I'm not. It's just I, I couldn't scroll like to read the rest of the list without saying it. But that's going to be an interesting one to start next week, which we will start. We'll do we'll do the other half. So now let's do some this NBA or this or that. Would you rather whatever? Um, And we'll probably split this to next week, too, because, again, we're in the off season and the slowest part of the off season. I want to start. Let's go ahead. Start. All right. So. Me and Angelo are the ones that actually took time and wrote our answer okay. or wrote okay. questions. Okay. Ren is the one that just decided to look them up. Mm-hmm. So I had to let's elaborate. Let, let's elaborate. I wrote a whole script on advanced statistics and then realized I didn't want. Oh to yeah, where did where was that whole <laughs> script on, on this episode, Ren? I literally just explained it to you that I didn't want to put our listeners. Can we? Can we I just care get, about our listeners. Can I just get like a pat on the back for remembering our topic this week? He wants a pat on the back for doing I do just want a pat do on the would you rather? Would you do the would you rather? Okay. Or this or that. So I didn't really do would you rather. I did like questions kind of. So mm-hmm. if you're building a team over the sc- over 10 years, okay? Building a team from scratch over 10 years. Mm-hmm. Injuries are a thing. Okay. Would you rather have Trey Young or Zion? Zion. Trey. Why? You're talking 10 years. Um, One, I, I think that in those 10 years, at least given current history, I think Zion Williamson would play about two seasons total in 10 years. Um, Trey Young, for all of his faults in his game, and there are a lot of faults in his game, uh, he is one of the better playmakers in the NBA, and he can shoot the ball with pretty decent efficiency. Um, nothing to write home about. I get that. But if you surround him with better players and give him more of a threat to be that playmaker, because you can't deny how good he is at that part of his game. You can talk about his shooting and how he's overrated, sure. But as a passer, he's pretty elite. Um, So it's easier to build around that player if that player is available. And 
Trey Young has been more available than Zion. Do I think Zion is a better player? Absolutely, but you're giving me 10 years. I trust mm-hmm. that Trey is going to be more available than Zion over those 10 years to build a team around because what good does it do me to have someone that's going to sit on the bench and take a lot of salary? So I'm not going to disagree with the availability thing, but I do believe, especially as I've looked more at the Pelicans, that Zion's injury history as a whole is You're going to say it's overstated. No, it's also a failure on the Pelican staff. Okay. So I'm going to assume I have better staffing than the uh, New Orleans Pelicans, especially if I run an organization and I can choose how much I pay for said staff, that he's going to be more available just based on getting him in a better shape, better weight, and healthier. And he's the more dominant player. But how good is your staff going to be at keeping him out of these different restaurants like that's something that he's always had a problem with he had, i don't want to say he has an addiction to food because that sounds insane but he right. he seems to be very he enjoys food a lot and i as, guess it I, just, I guess it's just if you're under the assumption you can kind of make it more manageable than it is with the pelicans and i am i think it is can be more manageable than I think it can be more manageable. but And if you can get a playoff run out of him, he's way more dominant than Trey ever will be. That's fair. Okay. I mean, it, it, you're giving me the option, like, that. neither of those are bad options, so. Yeah. Okay. Next one. I only have three or four. Whose prime would you rather relive? LeBron or KD? LeBron. Prime? Like, okay, in what perspective? Like, so I'm I'm thinking back to Heatles versus like those OKC runs, and I'm, for I'm me, it, it, I don't I think that's the end of his prime or like the start of the end of his prime. Um, and but it's LeBron. Like, it, it, KD is one of the best players. Easily one of the best players of a generation. But LeBron is one of the best players of all time. If you give me someone that's going to be in the greatest of all time conversation versus someone that's going to be in the top 10 of all time conversation, I'm taking the guy in the top or the greatest of all time conversation. Even though I'm not a big LeBron fan, like being able to go back and in hindsight be able to appreciate it more instead of hate it. So here's why I asked what contest. If I have to relive it, be honest with me. Being KD is a hell of a lot easier than being LeBron James. Oh, I, mm, that's tough. I think it is. I don't I think, think so. I think, I think because as the careers went on, like LeBron became more humble, right? It's, and more likable. It's not that. It's not just that, though. It's what you have to do to maintain the level you're at. LeBron, mm. I, I, th- I don't, mm. I'm not saying either of them don't work hard, but mm. LeBron has so, way more on his plate as far as nutrition, as far as how much he has to spend on building his body up to play as much as he's played so, the but, way he's played. 
but here's the thing, because I don't think either of them necessarily have that difficult of a time. And I don't mean that to say like, oh, they're just naturally talented or they didn't work for what they did. I'm not I'm not saying that. I'm saying no, and neither am I. If, if you're talking about KD, what is KD's biggest strength? It's his shooting from anywhere on the floor, right? Yeah. That, that's not relying on athleticism. Fair? Yeah. Fair. LeBron, his greatest strength is his basketball IQ and his ability to play make. That's why we still see him as dominant as he is at the age he is. That's not relying on his physical gifts. But bulldozing his way through people to get those openings is. I don't think it is because we've seen players on the smaller side that are just cognizant enough to be able to have that court vision to get to the rim. I'm not saying that LeBron didn't use his physical gifts. I just don't necessarily think he needed it because he read the floor better than any player that's ever played the game. Whether or not you consider him the greatest of all time, LeBron is the best quarterback that has ever played in the NBA. And that's an ability to read the defense. I don't think he needed to be as physical to be as dominant as he was. That he was, sure, absolutely, I'll give it to you, but I don't think that that makes it easier or harder to be LeBron or KD. I think that KD had a more difficult path because... He faced more mm. backlash than LeBron. LeBron had that brief period of being a villain because of the decision. And yeah, we all still call back to it because it was immature and stupid. KD gets to be the snake for the entire rest of his career and into retirement for jumping ship to go to the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, LeBron went to the Heat. But he didn't go to the 73-9 and Warriors. So I, I, I don't know. I, I think I would, if I'm reliving it, I would rather le- relive LeBron's prime just because it was more exciting. Um, I'd rather do too. But yeah, that's a good question. All right, this one stales out a little bit. Would you rather have, so that team that we talked about, right, that 10-year team, mm-hmm. would you rather have Greg Popovich be your coach or Phil Jackson? Phil Jackson. Oh no! Hold on. Pop, pop, pop. pop. Not even it's close. Pop. It's, it's not pop. Even, it's not even close. Don't even... There was obviously a moment where I was like, "Oh, Phil Jackson, easily." But yeah. then I like thought about. It, I was like, "Yeah, no, nah, it is. Not even <laughs> it's, close. it's not even close." <laughs> okay, my last one. Would you rather have your favorite team win a championship, or have your favorite team have the three have the next three first overall picks? Championship. Championship. Okay, now second question. Is there a number of picks that would shift your opinion? No. 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 Now if you got the next 10 firsts. Homie, homie, I've been waiting my entire life to see the Pacers <laughs> win a championship. <laughs> First round picks could be anything. They could eventually lead to a championship, but a championship is a championship. I don't so, care if my best player is freaking JaVale McGee. If I'm so winning the championship, I'm down. I'm 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 going back to um the football podcast. So um one of because me and Alex are in, are in a bunch of dynasty leagues. One of the thing Alex reminisces of because he's actually never won a championship in our home league. One of nice. the thing he regrets is he says I wasn't aggressive enough in pursuing players when I was making those runs, and it eventually came to bite me. You don't regret winning a championship. 
There is nothing you can say you do not regret winning the championship. But you can 100% regret not getting pieces or biffing on 10 number one overall picks. It's not even close. You take the championship. You do what you need to do. Yeah, you, you take it every time. That's all the questions I have. I did more of a this or that. Like, so would you, what do you think was more impactful? Ray Allen's shot to send the Spurs to overtime or Kyrie's shot to win the uh, game seven? Ray Allen. Ray Allen? Really? I, I think the Ray shot was more impactful. I Wait, think that he sent the Rays, he went, sent the Spurs to overtime? Yeah. Oh, you mean to take he, the Spurs to overtime? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. The, he, the, okay. The it's the two it's the two LeBron saving shots. That's what we yep. always hark gotcha. back to. When you and said I, the think Spurs, that, I was like, I, I don't think, remember Ray Allen being on the Spurs. I think the Ray Allen one is more impactful just because it's it's Ray Allen, it's at the end of his career, and he still is that guy. So for me it's Ray Allen, and I, I don't necessarily have a problem with saying the Kyrie shot because I prefer the Kyrie shot, but more impactful was end of his career Ray Allen doing Ray Allen things. But would yeah, you rather head, have so. taking the final shot for the Suns, KD, or Book? And how many years before it turns to Book? Uh, it's KD, and it's when KD retires is when I would switch to Booker. <laughs> it's KD, and I say two years. Uh, it's when KD retires, because shooting isn't something you lose. Like, again, we were just talking about it with Ray Allen. Like, shooting is something you keep. So let me career. let me, I guess pose a question into the question. Uh -huh. What type of shot is it? Is it like a yeah, catch and shoot? Shot it is a shot creation. Last shot to win the game. I guess we're gonna say shot creation because you see more of those to end the games. I'm I'm going with KD until two years, and then Book takes over. <clears throat> hmm. This season, yeah. <laughs> so this coming season, who are you taking? Are we just we have an open book? Yeah, yeah. Whoever we yeah, want. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. I have to find wow. these things, right? I don't have a website that I can just pull <laughs> questions out of the ether. <laughs> I will say. I Go found ahead. the Reddit post that Austin got some of his from. <laughs> you sure did. Ah! Uh, so this is the middle finger because you were giving me that. <laughs> oh, um, no. So, so who am I taking next season? I, I, it's going to be the Nuggets. Until you prove me. No, 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 no. That, that wasn't the option. That's not an the option. Options are, the options are Pacers or Kings. Yeah, that did not come through. Sorry. Yeah, you didn't you didn't say that at all. I said is it an open book and you said yes. So Oh sorry, um, sorry, sorry. My bad. I'm taking the Pacers. And that might be a homer pick, but again, <laughs> I fully believe in Tyrese Halliburton. I'm also taking the Pacers. the Pacers. Don't worry. Are a more complete team. I do love the Kings as we're all aware, but homerism aside, I think the Pacers have evolved into a more complete team. That's fair. I'm with Pacers, too. Celtics or Bucks? Celtics. I'm Bucks. Yeah, 
Celtics. I, I'm Celtics because, again, the same thing with the Pacers. I think the Celtics are a more complete team. Do I think Giannis is the best player in that series? Absolutely. Yep. Giannis is one player. I think Jaylen Porzingis Brown. scales for me towards Celtics. But if yeah. Porzingis wasn't on there, I'd go Bucks. I still would probably say Celtics, but it would be close. What is the worst run organization in the NBA right now? Oh, God, Clippers. <laughs> or, really? You know what? No, 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 no. It Rockets for me. It's the Lakers. Lakers? 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 Genie Bus is god awful. Fight me. Wow. You wouldn't want to know the result of that fight, Ryan. <laughs> no, Genie Bus is the worst executive in the NBA, and I, I do not care. I think it's the Nets. I don't think the Nets are that bad, Ryan. I think it's the Rockets. It's I think the Rockets, the Rockets are like the worst coach team for sure. Like, there's no development going on. But Genie Bus had. I a think the Magic ball. have no development going on. Ah! What? Like outside Apollo, like for it. Sorry, for Franz? a long time, Franz the Magic Franz? had not been developing. Paul Anthony, Franz and Markel Fultz. No, calm down. Oh, calm oh, down. Get out of here. You're grass. What's, your, what's your next question? Okay. So, obviously, we have the results. Mm-hmm. Where, if you could reassign Scoot Henderson, where would you reassign him to be the best fit? Best Any fit? team. Any team. Portland Trailblazers, if Damian Lillard's trade goes through. You th- um, I don't. Besides that, like, and we're ignoring like all other contexts of the draft or what? Yeah. Spurs. The Spurs. I'm thinking Lakers. I'm thinking his timeline and organization validity. Um, Outside of that, maybe Chicago. Chicago would be a good one. Not mad. Or Boston. Boston would be a super team. That would be insane. Next. Shaq or Keen? Shaq. (laughs) Okay, I am going to actually go Hakeem. But I do, because I do think Shaq is a bit overrated. I, just, I think he's definitely overrated, but I just here's the thing I have a problem with Shaq. I don't mind he's a great player, okay? I just think he's the only player we look in like the top five, the top ten, who you can argue didn't do the most with what he was given. And that just sits wrong with me. I just think he was kind like it's weird to say, but he was lazy. Yeah. Especially yeah, at so. the end. Um how many more do you well, have? Not, how many more do you have? Oh, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just spitballing at this point. Oh, so, you guys want to wrap up, and we'll continue this next week. Are we going to do an episode after this, or a bonus? Episode? I'm going to go eat first, and then we'll discuss that. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm cool at doing a bonus episode, especially considering some of the things we talked about in the last bonus episode either came to fruition. Yeah, yeah, we'll 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 do a 2K after show, but I'm going to okay. eat first. 
Um, but we'll talk about all this in a minute. Hey, guys, if you listen this far, thank you for listening. We really do appreciate it. Leave a like on the video or audio on whatever platform you're on. We are on all platforms, so wherever you're listening to us, they do have a review system. Give us a five-star if it's got a review or a thumbs-up if it's got that. It helps us with the algorithm. Uh, go check out Angelo and Alex over on the No Reserves Football Podcast. We do now have a donate button and a Patreon. If you feel like doing that, do it. If you don't, that's cool. Follow us on all, so- all socials, and I think that's everything. Alex does this thing in the outro, and I basically have him do it because he's the only one who cares about this or brings it up. Um, rate us five stars on everything. And I literally just said that. Oh, you did? Oh, I, I literally that. just said Must that. I've said that every week since we've done this. Must have zoned it out. I have literally told them to leave us a five star rating every week. I just I said it. You. I actually, that doesn't sound Austin, right. Austin. 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 I'm sorry, Angelo. I yeah. literally say this every week. <laughs> I am so upset yeah. right now. It Guys, doesn't... check us out on the bonus episode. We're going to talk more about 2K if that's your thing. Uh, if not, we will see you next Sunday. Angelo and Alex will see you on Tuesday and Thursday. The football season is about to kick off. so It's going to be fun. It'll be fun. So check them out. I think Austin might join them next week. So, hey. He will? He will? If Austin... Austin? If Austin's your favorite, if Austin's your favorite, you get more Austin next week. But I'm going to go eat. So I will see you all next week. um, Same time. Same time. Same time. Have a good week. See ya. Peace.